Welcome to the 10 Minute Gaming Podcast, the podcast where you can get the best short and sweet conversations about video games. I'm your host, Will Dowell, and joining me today is Milton Gwati, designer at Moon Studios and creator of another Metroid 2 remake. How are you doing? Uh, doing just fine. Thank you for having me here. Uh, you're more than welcome. Today, we are continuing our Metroid miniseries with Metroid 2 Return of Samus for the Game Boy. Now, I'm curious, especially since you spent years on re- creating your own remake, what was your first experience with the original? Okay, so it all began when the Game Boy Advance was announced. Uh, the feature that uh, it was going to be um, compatible with the Game Boy games felt uh, pretty interesting. Um, it felt like a nice excuse to finally... Uh, assemble a nice collection of uh, Game Boy games since people were getting rid of uh, their games for pennies back then. So, yeah, I pretty much amassed a small collection of uh, about 20 games, and among those, there was Metroid 2. Once I got my Game Boy Advance, I did play Zero Mission, and I was kind of curious to see what the next game in the timeline of that story would be. So, yeah, I played it in my Super Game Boy on a dark night, uh, you know, with the lights off in front of my TV, and it was interesting. Yeah, it's definitely an in- yeah, interesting title. What did you think, especially coming from Zero Mission, which is definitely much more both user-friendly and more of the traditional style? Well, back then I wasn't that well-versed in the Metroid games. And it didn't... It, it felt um, kind of outdated. It didn't, uh, you know... Yeah... Um, it's certainly not very friendly. It's those kind of games that made perfect sense back then, and after that, after playing the mission, I did uh, try out the original Metroid for the Famicom, and yeah, that yeah, that's that explained a lot of what I saw in Metroid 2. And so, why did you choose Metroid 2 over Super Metroid or any of the other titles? So I was learning Game Maker. And uh, making a remake of an old game made sense because I didn't have to design characters or uh, you know make any sprite work. I could actually borrow some sprites from existing games and just you know apply new gameplay to something that's already there. And uh, I wasn't that uh, I wasn't certain how complex Metal games would eventually be. Um, back then, it felt like, well, this is a Game Boy game from 1991. Whatever I do, if it has color and decent gameplay, it's going to be better than original. So I kind of underestimated the scope and how you know complex the game would eventually turn out to be. Yeah, because didn't it take what, almost 10 years? A little bit more than 10 years, yes. So out of that long time, how did... Um, what was your... What were some of your favorite, like, standout experiences creating this project? Well, um, it was quite a learning experience. Um, the cool thing is uh, the Metroid community is a very passionate community. And when they do like something, they are very vocal about it. And there's a lot of very talented people willing to help and donate their free time to just help with this, uh, you know, tiny vision I had for this uh, uh, game. And uh, yeah, having people helping out and uh, confirming that I was going in the right direction was super, super awesome. On the later stages of the project, I started applying um, 
some new knowledge I started gaining when I became a programmer, a professional programmer. So applying uh, project management and uh, you know managing other people's time, that was quite the experience. Any production, even if it's fan-made or not, just finishing a game is a really, really, you know, interesting and fulfilling experience. So, yeah, I learned quite a lot of it from it. One thing that I find interesting, especially comparing uh, AM2R with the original Game Boy, is how much this uh, project expands outside of just the, the um, outside of the scope of the original. Especially you, new bosses, reworked areas. How did that type of expansion come about? Uh, I think one of the most important things, especially uh, since this is a fun game. Uh, technically speaking, there's no one telling me what to do, right? So anything could happen. Like, literally anything can, can show up in the game. And uh, I was, I, I chose to be very respectful and try to tackle this particular project as if Nintendo was the one doing the remake in the style of Zero Mission. So there were a couple of uh, very defined rules about uh, what to include and what not, and, you know, how to integrate the rest of the um, series as references, right? So there was not going to be any uh, cameos by Ridley at all. It does, it didn't belong in that particular timeline. And uh, yeah, I tried to be super respectful with the... I didn't, I didn't want to add any contents that would contradict any other game in the, in the series. So I had to research, play every single game in the Metroid franchise, except people, and uh, yeah, try to be aware of the lore and uh, yeah, try to not contradict anything. And uh, then again, having the help of the very passionate Metroid community that knows their Metroid much better than me was super invaluable, um, especially when it came to writing and uh, fleshing out how much storytelling I was going to be including in the game. Uh, yeah, that was super awesome. Nice. And then with the original Metroid, or Metroid uh, Two, was is there was there a particular um, experience or type of or part of the game that you really wanted to recreate or reform that translated into AM2R? Uh, the thing is, everyone remembers Metroid Two differently, right? Because not everyone finished the game. The people that do, did finish the game, they are going to be remembering the Queen fight, which is super hard and very unique, and the ending sequence with the baby Metroid. And that particular sequence is going to be super important in the next game. Uh, so I knew I had to get those moments right. Uh, those were the, pretty much the key moments, right? The entire, um, the entire course of the story for Metroid um, pretty much revolves about the decisions that Samus made in that particular game, in that particular moment. So for me, those were the ones uh, that, that, that took priority, production-wise. And uh, yeah, the rest was uh, choosing how much new contents were going to be added to you know, make the, the rest of the experience feel a little bit more unique and not just a literal retelling of the, the same environments. Yeah. One thing, I, I mean, a Metroid 2... Um, is central is kind of its central focus is literally an extermination mission. So, 
how did you go about I mean, I, you know, I've played a bit of it of AM2R and have seen the updates to some of the Metroids, but how did you kind of tackle trying to make hunting down tens of Metroids an engaging experience? Well, um, I did try to add a little bit of variety in behaviors on the most common Metroids. That would be the Alpha Metroids. You fight a lot of those. So, uh, from the get-go, the first time you actually need to enter an area that has more than one of those, you're going to be seeing that they behave differently. Uh, ones are uh, very actively dodging your missiles, other ones are going to be uh, pretty shy and try to stay away from the player. And uh, that, combined with the stage around each arena where you actually fight the Metroids, gives enough variety to feel every battle as somewhat unique. Uh, at some points, some battles are memorable, Others are pretty much filler, but uh, yeah, that's that's how it turns out. Um, if I did have a little bit more time, I would love, I would have loved to actually add a little bit more variety within those particular fights. The other ones that are more rare, uh, Zeta Metroids, Omega Metroids, those are a bit more precious, and uh, yeah, I was able to actually get a little bit more variety on that because they are each one of those are actually a little bit special. Nice. So we just have about a minute left. And one of my favorite ways to kind of close off the this portion of the episode is to have the guests talk, uh, give three words to describe the game. So what would be three words that you would use to describe Metroid 2 Return of Samus? Only three? Uh, okay. Um, exploration. That's... Quite self-explanatory. Uh, horror, because when you play for the first time, you never know when a benefit method would pop up at any moment. And hope. The moment that you leave the planet with the baby Metroid, that pretty much opens up the story to go in any direction, especially if you played it back then, in 1991. Um, anything could happen from that point on. And it, it's nice to actually have a nice, uh, hopeful ending. Fantastic. Now, as we wrap up, where can listeners follow you or your work? Um, you may find me on Twitter at am2rgame. I usually retweet and tweet about Metroid or Metroidvanias. And my personal Twitter is at drm64, where I very sporadically uh, post about my personal projects. Nice. Um, so fantastic. This has been the 10-Minute Gaming Podcast. If you want more short and sweet content, check out the 100-Word Gaming website or follow us on Twitter at 100 Word Game. Thank you for listening, and stay tuned for more episodes.